embracing you, Dominic. You know, when people ask me what have I been doing in the city, I say you need to talk to Dominic Carter because you've been covering me for almost 30 years now. Nice to be with you, Dominic. I think you are really in a very, very high league. And I watch some of your competitors on, frankly, the national shows, and I say, why aren't you doing a national show? Because I really think your delivery and your questioning wow. and your brain power is really at the highest level. So that's good. This is Dominic Carter, everybody. everybody. Now, here's Dominic Carter on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Dominic Carter here with you. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Talk about bad timing. This defund the police nonsense started way before Manhattan Alvin Bragg took office. So in fairness to the Manhattan DA, the brand new Manhattan DA, this started way, way before he was in office. But talk about horrible timing. Another New York City police officer shot in just the last few days as the Bronx mother whose baby was also shot in the face last night says it's in God's hands. And the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, at an event tonight, not only stands by his soft on crime staff policies during a virtual appearance at the New York University School of Law, Bragg called prosecutorial discretion a, quote, bedrock principle embedded in our Constitution. So in other words, translation, he's doubling down. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. So Bragg, the district attorney himself, at this uh, virtual appearance tonight, said, quote, no prosecutor is enforcing every single law all the time. We are all exercising prosecutorial discretion. That is true, Mr. District Attorney. But considering the rocky start, and I'm being nice that you're off to, these are exactly the very last things that you should be saying right about now. Mr. Bragg added, you know, what I and some others have done is we said it out loud in the spirit of transparency. Oh, and the slap in the face, the slap in the face. Mr. Bragg also said his day one staff memo, you know, the memo that caused all this controversy, which directs his prosecutors to drop some misdemeanor cases, not seek bail or prison time for most defendants and to downgrade certain felonies to misdemeanor. Mr. Bragg said tonight, that remains operative. Again, he's not backing down. He is 
doubling down, in fact. Talk about bad timing. I suggest you folks, and then in a minute, we're going to your telephone calls. 1-800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. I just want to go through a little litany of uh, some things that have happened. There's a video online. It is awful. In which muggers sucker, sucker punch a man. The man was looking at his cell phone and they double back and knock him unconscious to the degree almost of the way a boxer falls. Boxers, in fact, don't fall the way this man did. He fell flat on his face from the curb and he could have died on the spot. And what did, what did these uh, muggers do? Immediately went for his pockets. That's an incident that happened less than 48 hours ago in Queens, the corner of 77th Street and 37th Road in Jackson Heights, about 12.15 a.m. on Tuesday. You and I were talking to each other here on WABC as this man was being knocked out cold. Snuck up from behind him and hit in the side of the head with a heavy right hook. That's one. That's one. Two. Crystal Bayron Nieves. She, her story is coming out more and more these days. She was determined to live the American dream. Until her life ended senselessly by the bullet in that Burger King. According to those that know her best, they say she was saving money to go to nursing school. The 19-year-old Puerto Rican native worked at late night shift in East Harlem despite telling her family members and her own mother about the crime in the neighborhood because she was hoping to get enough money to help her mother pay the bills and afford nursing school. That's number two. Number three, a Thai model attacked on the New York City subway is tonight slamming authorities over Michelle Goh's death. And her video, it is extremely hard to look at. This Thai model was savagely beaten at a Manhattan subway stop two months ago before Michelle Goh was pushed from the uh, platform over the weekend. She was robbed two months ago, folks, at the 34th Street Herald Square station when a stranger, and it's all on video, puts the woman in a chokehold in the middle of a deserted platform. She says that she's sad, that she's lucky, but that Michelle Goh was not as fortunate. And the district attorney tonight is calling his discretion as a prosecutor a, quote, bedrock principle embedded in our Constitution. 
Wow. And then the next question becomes, when does the shooting, shootings of our police officers end? One detective is being hailed as a hero tonight and recovering. Detective shot on Staten Island. You and I were talking to each other on the air. Five hours after we got off the air, this was happening about 6 a.m. on Staten Island. And the wounded officer used a ballistic shield to save himself and his team from a suspect firing wildly through a bedroom door. The 10-year veteran detective has received numerous commendations and had never fired his weapon on the job before. He's the second NYPD cop shot in just recent days and the third wounded since the beginning of the year. So we're starting another trend, a trend that is an absolute nightmare. And I'm going to your telephone calls, but I want you folks to think about this. Effective 11 minutes ago, the 11-month-old baby that was shot in the face and is fighting for her life, well, effective 11 minutes ago, it's her birthday today. And she's in critical condition. This 11-month-old baby randomly shot in the face in the car where her mother's basically throwing up her hands now and saying it's in God's hands. The mayor is tweeting that leaders at every level have abandoned city streets. You've heard me, folks. We meet Stop and Frisk. And I do say this, Mr. Mayor, your vision of getting the guns off the street, and I understand you need federal help, but your vision, Mr. Mayor, it can't happen soon enough. Whatever type of TNT squads or undercover squads that you're going to bring bring about, and I understand all of these officers have to be handpicked and interviewed, but we need it effective yesterday. I'm going to start this morning uh, with our friend Jennifer up in Boston. Good morning, Jennifer. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hello. Hello, dear Dominic. Hi, uh, Jennifer. I- I so wish you had a longer program. I, I just get so much out of listening to you. And I'm just, I just appreciate so much your passion and your intellect. It's a brilliant combination. So um, if I could, Dominic, you have heard, I'm sure, about the um, officer out in um, Los Angeles that was house hunting and was killed um, out there this week. Um, I believe it was this week. Um uh, right in front of, you know, it was just a gang-related thing, and um, the the off the sheriff out there is trying to prosecute federally, um, right, and, uh, to avoid the district attorney. That's how bad correct. it is. Correct. Correct. Yep. And this poor officer was just out house hunting uh, at a joyful time in his life. He was off duty. It's there is so much carnage. There is human carnage happening. What happened to that baby? And you know what it is, Dominic? Where is the outrage in society? There's people like me, and you have a lot of regular callers at radio stations. Where are the? Where is the the voice of the people? Where is the outrage of the protest outside of uh, Bragg's office and outside of Gascon's office? Where 
I mean, you'd think they'd be out there literally just in the thousands. There's crickets. I, I you don't are, get unfortunately, it. Jennifer, you're correct. And unfortunately, it's the type of situation where it seems like people are not really going to zero in on it until it impacts them on a personal level. God in relation, yeah, if I could tell you something, Dominic, there was a radio host used to be on up here in Boston. And when I would call about illegal immigrant crime, in the time frame that I was calling him, in the two years previous, there were over 6,500 Americans killed. And there was um, countless uh, sexual assault victim, victims, robberies, et cetera, but 6,500 and some odd deaths in a two-year period. And um, he used to say to me, I can't believe how how worked up you get. Or has someone you know been hurt? And by God's grace, Dominic, no one has. But what should that have to be? Right. I mean, should I just be totally apathetic and not care about what's happening in the country um, or, or my neighbor? We, we, or we should all care. And frankly, exactly. Jennifer, that, that's what has us in this uh, dilemma, in this pickle. The folks not not voting, folks not paying attention. And so thus, you may have some unfortunate incidents. And then all of a sudden you hear defund the police. And then corporate America goes, okay, well, we got to get on board. We, we don't want to, we don't want to come under attack. And then I, I'll never forget, you know, and I've told this story many times, but in, in, in poor, poor, poor Walmart, in, in fairness to them, Jennifer, I was walking, this was at the height of the George Floyd case, and I'm walking through Walmart and I heard a PSA and the, the one of the top executives of Walmart came on and, and, it, and he said, black lives matter. We, we want to, and he was like, he was like apologizing. And this was a, a CEO of Walmart. And that's when I knew, frankly, that we were in trouble because I knew the crime wave. Listen, we're all for civil rights and, and every American and every human being having rights. But boy, has this gone too far and bad timing. I can't believe that the district attorney would. First of all, you would think that he would cancel all of his public appearances, uh, given I, 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 I don't know who's I know Preet Bharara, the U.S. attorney, is advising him and uh, and some top uh, public relations folks. But he he's blowing it. I mean, the district attorney, Jennifer, I, I thank you for the call and please stay safe. Dominic Carter with you, folks. Let's let, let's go to Dave and uh, Comac. Good morning to you, Dave. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Hey, Dominic. I remember when you were with Curtis on the air quite yes, a while ago. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, and I thought that, uh, no offense to Eric Adams, but I thought that Curtis would have been the better mayor because Curtis, street smart, has common sense uh, uh, solutions to complex problems. Okay. All right. Uh, so what's on your mind, Dave? Well, I think that uh, part of the problem... Uh, uh, of what's going on is that these cameras don't mean anything, especially to people uh, that uh, don't have the wherewithal or financial means, that don't have a TV, they don't listen to the radio, and their attitude, at least in my opinion, is that uh, let them catch, they they don't think they're going to get caught. The attitude is let them catch me. They don't care that there's cameras in the subway. There's not enough cops on the roadways. There's not enough cops on the subways. There needs to be more cops, not less cops. Uh, the cops, there's another problem, though. Uh, the, the, the DA 
Alvin Braggs, the Eric Adams, and a few other people uh, that uh, that are all given into Black Lives Matter. If they if the, the 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 attitude that I believe. Well, okay. Adams Adams is not. He's already uh, basically declared war with the local leader of Black Lives Matter, saying basically, "Don't bring that nonsense here." Well, that's what he says, but I don't believe it. I, okay. and I also believe that the police are afraid to go after the perpetrators because they'll be perceived to be racist because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I I say. Um... I say uh, to hell with Black Lives Matter and every other group uh, because we're we're in a pickle right now. Where, and I thank you for the call, Dave, where the only folks that can fix this are the NYPD. And it has to be fixed and it has to be fixed soon. Today is that baby's birthday. It's her birthday. And all we can see is that little pink little girl jacket filled with blood with her blood on the street at a crime scene. Now here's Dominic Carter on talk radio 77 WABC. And we are back. I just had to listen to a little bit of the uh, of the song there. The Manhattan District Attorney uh, tonight doubled down on um, on his position, and uh, the people of New York can't. We, we we can't afford this. We can't. And I mean on an emotional level, because it is downright awful. An 11-month-old little girl is shot in the face and 24 minutes ago started her birthday. Today is her birthday. It is downright awful that a hero police officer is shot in Staten Island trying to help get drugs off the street, executing a warrant. And I want you to think about this, folks. Police have to use the element of surprise. Six o'clock in the morning, most of us are either rolling over in bed or getting up to go to work. And this officer and his team are executing a warrant to make all of us safe. And then the district attorney, different boroughs, but the district attorney says, uh, I, I stand by my position. Let's go to Joe. Joe was calling from the Bronx this morning. Good morning, Joe. You are on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Yes, good morning. I know my time is limited. I'll be brief. Now, you had a gentleman called in previously a few seconds ago that said the police were too afraid to enforce the law and go after violent thugs shooting innocent people in the street because of you know the potential accusation of being racist because of the Black Lives Matter movement. Now, I agree that that's definitely an element. But I would actually go one one step further by saying that, you know, basically these days under the political climate that we're living under, police are more interested in persecuting people for their political beliefs than going after bona fide criminals who pose a physical threat to the public. Now, I'll give you an exact, exact shining example of that. I don't know if you're familiar with the case of Gina 
Aversano. She's a Staten Island. Yes, she's a she's a Staten Island working class white woman who apparently posted political flyers and stickers in her neighborhood. And she's now facing uh, and basically the gist of what they were without, you know, quoting them verbatim was that, you know, they were basically uh, anti-immigrant. They were uh, sentiments that express that, you know, people of European descent do have interest as an ethnic group. Now, you might disagree with that political sentiment, but from what I can see from this case, she's done nothing illegal. It is a First Amendment case. But nevertheless, no, this I'm, woman I'm not, is I'm not, not so sure about that, Joe. I'd have to actually see the flyers myself. Okay, he, but I'll tell. Go ahead. Hello. Go ahead. You're on. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, but I'll tell you right now. She's facing two felony counts of aggravated harassment in the first degree. This mm-hmm. woman has no criminal record. She's 49 years old. As I said, she's a working class white mom, ordinary, uh, just uh, American. You know, exercising her First Amendment rights, and now she's facing felony counts in Supreme Court in the state of New York. Now, the reason why I bring her up, while her case might be harrowing, she's far from alone. Just think of the protesters in, on January 6th of last year. Hundreds of them, up to almost 800 of them. It's like 700-something Trump protesters who should be guilty of nothing more than misdemeanor criminal trespass charges. Well, I now well, I, I'm going to say this, Joe, and then, and then I have to move on. The folks that, and not all the folks on January 6th violated the law. The folks that, that violated the law and the feds can prove it, they should be prosecuted just like Black Lives Matter protesters that violated the law and it can be documented and proven they should be arrested as well there has thank you for the call there has to be one set of rules one set of rules dominic carter here with you folks on talk radio 77 wabc i'm going right back to the uh, telephone calls in one second i'm going to uh, andrew and stanhope but i want to tell you this folks you are our 77 wabc listeners go check out the new dominic carter merchandise at the 77 wabc store right now Go to wabcradiostore.com and find everything from Dominic Carter T-shirts to hats to jackets and bags and more. Luckily for you and I, the 77 WABC listeners, there is a limited time discount. Enter the discount code Dominic15 at checkout for 15% off your purchase. That's discount code Dominic15 for 15% off your purchase. Go to wabcradiostore.com and get yours right now. Andrew in Stanhope, New Jersey. Good morning, Andrew. Yeah, my wife, she's from Thailand. I haven't talked to her yet. I saw the video on Greg Kelly, not of the assault, but the woman. And, uh, you know, she was shaken up but very poised mostly but my wife she likes trump she voted for trump and she was real excited in 2016 but she didn't have her citizenship yet she's like i have to get my citizenship to vote for trump but she doesn't like that he calls it the china virus and um but you know so that's one thing she was definitely saying oh that's bad because people that are chinese or asians you know people think she's chinese 
Now, I, I got you, Andrew. I got a lot of calls. What does that have to do with tonight's topic? But I think uh, the Blue Cities, my mom told her, you only have to worry about an assault if you're in one of the Blue Cities, which we're not. And I think you brought it up. I wanted to ask you um, the brags that he's not really from the inner city, so he's he no, no, really I, have I've, that I've never, I've, I don't know. You're confusing me with someone. To, to my knowledge, uh, his family is from Harlem, Strivers Row, so I'm not sure, Andrew, where you're getting that information from. It's usually, like, people that are not from the high-crime area, they're the ones that are more liberal with their nose in the air. And when I worked at the station with Ufios, when I covered crime in the inner cities, the people all wanted more police. So usually it's outsiders that are elites like Eric Holder, Michelle Obama, you know, that have their nose in the air because they don't live in the housing projects like you did. So mm-hmm. I'm just curious where he's, well, no, he's I, I, he, the truth. To my knowledge, the district attorney, I know he he's from Manhattan, grew up on Strivers Row. Strivers Row uh, consists of million-dollar and up uh, brownstones. It is one of more, one of the more affluent um blocks in harlem if not the most affluent and um he attended private school but he he is uh the district attorney is uh he is uh from harlem let's now go thank you for the call andrew dominic carter here with you folks talk radio 77 wabc let's go back up to boston let's say good morning to kevin kevin you're on talk radio 77 wabc Thanks, Dominic, for taking my call, and I just want to echo the sentiment, of course, uh, my heart grieves for the fellow citizens of New York, especially what's going on in recent months in New York City. You left out the Asian nurse. It was um, about mid-season of the shopping holidays. It was post-Thanksgiving. They got mugged in the streets, fell on her tempo, Tempo and died the following morning. The poor girl, while the hoodlum and the assailant was released uh, within hours of the incident. So, well, I'm I'm not exactly Kevin. I'm not exactly uh, familiar with that one. But, 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 oh, there's too much to count. Right, that's exactly that's exactly Kevin. What I was about to say at six a.m. Well, at one thirty, that there was a shootout. Thank God, the three officers involved. Uh, did not take uh, any bullets. They they did kill the uh, the person that was beginning the OK Corral. But I want to go to um, District Attorney Braggs. Today, if not yesterday, 133 felonous statutory labeled felon cases were dismissed. Do you know if that was his office or which borough was it? It was from it was from the Bronx, and uh, the reason that was cited by the district attorney is she's claiming that a uh, police officer, a corrupt cop, that his testimony was uh, was uh, critical in each of these cases, and that she had no other choice. Times, Dominic. Well, I, I, I he was an undercover, apparently uh, narcotics officer. I can you, you asked me what was the reason, and I can only tell you what's been cited by the Bronx District Attorney. It's like the horrors here in Boston when we hit the state crime lab. I mean, mm-hmm. how many thousands of Right, it, it, is, it is almost identical to the problem that you had in, in Massachusetts with, with your crime lab, yes. And, 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 and I narrow it down 
to one thing. It's the Democratic Party, punctuated by yesterday's press conference. The DNC, back last summer, prior to the election in November of 2020, they did not mention crime whatsoever. And we know that there was about 560 cities across in the summer months that were hit with looting, rioting, burning, and everything imaginable, and how many lives. In the Democratic National Convention, the whole week, not a thing was said about crime, nor yesterday, on the, today being a, well, uh, a year and a day, the anniversary, and, and well, our hearts Kevin, cry out Kevin, to the new you, baby. You, you are making, you're making some very valid points. I thank you for your call. Let's go from Boston to Manhattan. Let's say good morning to Steve. Good morning, Steve. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. All right, Dominic. Even though I'm on WABC, I feel like I'm on New York One right now, and I'm going to take questions and answers. Listen, since 1960. Wait, 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 Steve. Steve, wait, 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 wait. Let me just say this, Steve. I, I knew I know who you are before I take your call, but if you notice, I still take the call. So I, I just want, Steve, I can't let you uh, answer questions from our listeners, but I can I can permit you like anybody else. I don't stop anybody from calling. I take everyone's call. Like I told you before, that I would not uh, stop from taking your calls. That's what I'm doing now, but I can't permit you to take questions from our callers. Go right ahead, Steve, but quickly, I've got to move on. All right, sure. Since 1960, folks, the warriors in the street have been on a murdering, raping, robbing, and assaulting rampage. Ready for the numbers? Over a million Americans murdered, over a million Americans raped, millions have been robbed and assaulted in the streets of America, mostly in the big cities. Now, this is not a coincidence that this takes taking place. These murders have left people and homes and families devastated. These people, the hard left, they want this to take place. This guy Braggs, he ain't no different than these other DAs. He's just throwing it in your face. He's just telling you, right, what the other people just do, but they don't call press conferences about it. They want to release them in the streets. They want to destroy these cities. I said earlier it would be either Curtis or Detroit. Now we are in Detroit now. We're back to the 1970s in New York City. It's not as bad yet, but it will get worse than ever than New York than the 1970s. And what they're doing is they want to take over these big cities. They want to take over these states and be the big people in these states like New York, California is gone. Illinois is gone. A lot of these different places are gone and the big cities are gone from murder and crime. People are leaving now, but the liberals are now going to leave, too, with some of the hard left. They'll go to Florida. They'll go to Texas. They will destroy the, the population down there, destroy those states down there because of the liberalism and the hard left. And then what's going to happen now is the people running these states, you're going to have a lot of legals in this state. You'll have a lot of immigrants. They'll boss them around. They'll control the states of, of New York and California, and then the country folks will be done because the hard left takes no prisoners, folks. They take no prisoners. They couldn't okay. care less about what happened. They couldn't care less what happens to anybody in this audience. Remember those words. Okay, well, Steve, I, I thank you for the call. And uh, certainly some of, um, some of uh, what you said, um, it, you know, it may uh, – it certainly seems like some – of what you said is coming to light, uh, unfortunately. Let's go to Mary Beth. Mary Beth is in Huntington, Long Island. Good morning to you, Mary Beth. What's on your mind? Hi, Dominic. Uh, I didn't know that the little baby's birthday was today. That's 
That's yes. heartbreaking. The whole situation. Yes. You can only pray for her and her family. Yes. Um, yes. Two things, if you don't mind. N- number one, Mary Beth, I'd like I, to know- I'll give you a say. I, I just want to say this to you, Mary Beth. I can't begin to imagine an 11 month old child. My my granddaughter is. She just mm-hmm. celebrated her her first. Um, birthday recently i can't begin to imagine uh you know i've never been shot i'm told that it feels like a a hot flame um can you imagine a baby that cannot communicate that does not know what's going on and a hot flash just hits you in the face and i I mean and, and and she was what 48 hours from her birthday and you know, and I know, I know. Sometimes I do a lot of talking, and we gloss over things. But I just want people to think about that for a second. It could have been anyone's child, and that animal that was running up the street in a apparent um, gang situation, with no regard for for human life. But anyway, Mary Beth, go ahead, please, with your point. Um, and I agree with you, Dominic. Um. I'm wondering what's going on with the petition to um, get Mr. Braggs out of uh, office. It was a wonderful idea. My friends and I and and people in the neighborhood have signed it. But I I was really shocked when I went online to sign it and they said how many signatures were on there. I would have thought it would have been like 50 times as many. People are talking about this. People are outraged. Do something about it. You know, here's an opportunity to do something about it. It's one, it takes like less than a minute to go online and do it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, the bottom line is the only way that the, people of Manhattan are going to uh, do away with the Manhattan district attorney would be uh, for the governor to step in Kathy Hochul and remember, remember Mary Beth, she's in a, a primary coming up in less than five months. So in other words, what I'm saying is you, you Mary Beth have a better chance of being elected governor than Governor Hochul taking action against uh, the Manhattan District Attorney. It's just not going to happen. She's not going to. She's not going to take that risk of alienating progressive voters when she's five months away from a primary. And it all indications are Kathy Hochul is about to make history herself as the first woman ever elected governor in the state of New York. So the the stakes are high. And I don't see her, I don't even think she's going to want to comment on the Manhattan District Attorney. You said you had another point. I've got to take a commercial break. But did you say you had a second point, Mary Beth, before I move on? Yes. My other point is I don't remember de Blasio ever coming out and making comments after some of the horrific crimes that took place, you know, under his administration's watch. Oftentimes he did not. And the new mayor, Adams, he is saying things, and I, I appreciate that, I, and I hope people appreciate that, and I hope he's working behind the scenes really hard to pressure the woman governor. 
she's a mom, for God's sakes. And how many progressives live in this state who will vote for her? She better open her eyes and think about that. This right. is infuriating to me, Dominic. Thank you. Well, thank, thank you. Thank you for the call, Mary Beth. But you see, folks, the, the, the truth of the matter is you, the, the, this is a core lesson, of, uh, a, a lesson in politics 101. And you don't turn off the base. And I know some folks will find this hard to believe, but Kathy Hochul, the current governor, uh, was viewed as a moderate. But she's got to go to the left to the left to get the progressive votes. And chances are she's not going to say anything about uh, District Attorney Bragg. Frankly, uh, giving the district attorney a, a piece of uh, advice, Mr. District Attorney, if you're not going to tell the people of New York what they want to hear y- y- in terms of that you're going to crack down, it may be best if you limit your media appearances because you are only making this worse by the day as people are dying. As I said, bad timing. These are the Chronicles of Dominic Carter on 77 WABC. And, folks, we are going back to your telephone calls in just a second. But first, the video deposition has been released of then-CNN host Chris Cuomo testifying on behalf of his, uh, or giving a deposition on behalf of his uh, brother, Andrew Cuomo. This was before the investigators of the New York State Attorney General's office. I want you to listen to this. The deposition shows Cuomo admitting that he helped his brother navigate, if you will, the sexual harassment scandal. Take a listen. Do you have any conversations with Governor Cuomo in relation to the allegations of sexual harassment made against him about cancel culture? Yes. And tell us about those conversations. I think cancel culture is real. Um, So does my brother. And I advised him that you cannot ignore these, that it's not going to go away, Uh, not in our society, not in our media culture and not in your party, that they're going to come on this, and you have to be aware of that. And that's why you can't go after your accusers. It's not right. It's not allowed. The only path is process. That's the only path. Have things investigated. Have somebody independent who looks at this. and Let people judge what they find. And uh, CNN... Uh, fired Chris Cuomo, uh, citing the deposition that he gave on behalf of his brother. I want to go back to the topic at hand, and that is the Manhattan District Attorney Alvin Bragg. Tonight, basically doubling down, appearing uh, virtually uh, at an appearance uh, as it relates to his, what I consider his soft on crime uh, positions And I do want to tell you, folks, coming up at 1 a.m. is Frank Morano, the other side of midnight, must listen to radio. Frank will join me in about five minutes. Let's go back to the calls. Let's go to Sam. Sam is calling this morning from Queens. Good morning, Sam. You're on Talk Radio 77 WABC. Uh, according to Curtis Lewa, 
the real problem is not between blacks and whites. It's between the haves and the have-nots. And Sherlyn McClain didn't help with her billion-dollar heist, didn't help one have-not. And Hillary Rotten Clinton is the white Sherlyn McClain. Okay. All right. I got, I hear you, Sam. That, that's that's your opinion. Uh, thank you, thank you uh, for the call. Let's go to Robert in Philadelphia. Good morning, Robert. You're on Talk Radio seventy seven WABC. How you doing, Dominic? I'm doing well. I hope you are as well. I am always doing well. Um, real quick, that last caller who talked about voters going to other states and vote liberal since two thousand. Every study that's been done, it shows that um, when they go to states like Texas, Florida, Tennessee, they vote more Republican than state residents do. So I don't think he needs to worry about that spreading to the red states. But we have the same problem that you guys have. We have a D.A. Krasner. We have a governor who won't do nothing. We have a state attorney general who won't do nothing. But we have a Republican House and a Republican Senate, and they are starting impeachment proceedings against Mr. Krasner. Um, I expect that to start the wheels in motion tomorrow. I know that asking for Republicans to fix New York problems right now is unrealistic, but big gains could be made in the upcoming elections if you guys are electing your assembly and your Senate, whereas you might have some leverage over the DA through that. I'm not sure about your constitution, but regardless of what happens, I wish you luck along with my people here in Pennsylvania and you have a good weekend if I don't talk to you, man. Well, thank you, Robert, and um, thank you for the uh, the wish of a <laughs> of good luck because we're gonna need it uh, the way things oh, yeah. are going. Thank you, thank you so much for the call from Philadelphia to Forest Hills. Let's say good morning to our friend Stan. So, Stan, how do you see all of this uh, playing out? This situation here. Stan, are you with me? I'm here. I'm here. Okay, go you right ahead. How do you yeah, see I'm here, this all baby. I'm here. Big D, you hear me? I hear you loud and clear. Okay. D, I want to correct the gentleman from Boston about five calls ago who said uh, that the cases in the Bronx were uh, let go and uh, reduced. And there's a reason for that. There was a bad cop, folks. There was I, a bad... I, I said that. I, Did you? Okay. I don't know. And that's why the thing happened in there. Although maybe 100, there may be two or three cops. You know, it works all the way. So they're all bad cops. Not most of them, but that that hurts the situation even more. Now, as far as the DA and the situation, I want to know, first of all, why the governor hasn't called for a special session of the Senate and the, and the state legislature to do bail reform. If she's going to do any use, it's one thing. If she's uh, not going to go after Bragg or you say the progressive. Okay, but, but Stan, Stan, you, you, you pay attention to politics. Absolutely. Kathy Hochul is on the verge of making history as the first woman elected governor. Do you think she's going to do anything on any issue to rock the boat that may turn off progressives? That's not going to happen. There's a gentleman waiting to run against her. His name is Tom Swazi. He's from Long Island. He's giving up his congressional seat. He's out of his mind, but he's giving up his congressional seat. He's a moderate Democrat who's going to go up against her, and I think he has a shot to take her down. I think she has. She still 
has to do I, something. I, and I don't Swazi's more. Swazi, you know, I've, I've interviewed him many times. He's a nice guy, but he doesn't have half the money that she has. As a matter of fact, oh, yeah. I think he's only got about $5 million. Maybe I'm wrong. I, I just don't two, see him resonating uh, for the primary million. in June. He's got $2 million. You're right. He's got less than that. But it's a long wait till November in two, another two or three years. And if she doesn't do the right stuff, if she doesn't get rid of that uh, DA after he, she sees what happens, she's in trouble no matter what. The state will switch. one. And Swazi, it can be a Democratic conservative. And he's giving up his congressional seat. I mean, that's crazy, but he's doing it because he thinks he can take her on and beat her. And I think he can. So we'll see. And again, if she calls for a state legislature to meet special to do something, I think she can, you know, change the situation and so forth. But she has to do it. She has to show some guts. I don't know if she will. Well, thank you for the call, Stan. Let's go to New Jersey, and then we're going to bring in Frank Morano. Let's uh, uh, go to Kevin in New Jersey. Good morning, Kevin. What's on your mind? Good morning, Dominic. Uh, I was just calling, you know, just saying pretty much most of the um, call your callers was uh, on point. I agree with most of them. Even the one lady had asked, of, like, uh, why do people don't um, – have like a protest with all the, you know, being out in front of like the DA office and all that. We, I just want to say we have the same problem here in New Jersey. Like not most of, not mostly, um, not all of New Jersey, but mostly of course the democratic cities and like, cause I'm in Morris County and um, I used to live in Newark and everything. And Cory Booker, he was chanting today about voter suppression and all this stuff. This man was the the mayor of Newark. And crime and murder was a hundred. It was for every year that he was the mayor, it was a hundred something uh, murders every year. And Rob Baraka is the mayor now. He doesn't does do a good job as well. So the problems that go on in New York is the same thing in New Jersey. I just want to say you do a good job too, Dominic. I just want to say one last thing also. Like if you go onto this website, RLS Breaking News, every day. You don't see it on Channel 7, Channel 2, Channel 4, none of that. But RLS, breaking news, every day it's a shooting in Newark, Patterson, Trenton, Camden, Elizabeth, um, you know, mostly all the uh, East Orange, and then, like, the nice areas, the people that, that's from those cities come up there and commit the crime. But you never hear these mayors or uh, Cory Booker, Phil Murphy, None. Of, they don't dress none of that. They're just like Biden. They don't dress none wow. of that. And it's the people that—, that that hurt the most is, is affected by the city. So my Kevin, question is to that guy. I've got to move on, but you, I, I hope you can call us back another night because I would like to have a conversation with you. You are dead on in your assessment. You are telling the truth. And it makes me cringe when I'm in Newark because it has the potential to be such a beautiful city. But, I mean, the, the criminals and, and, and the dysfunction, it is just... It is horrible. So, Kevin, you you are correct about the crime in the uh, pockets of uh, New Jersey, and I'd like to continue this with you a uh, another evening. Let me uh, let me now bring in my colleague Frank Morano, the other side of midnight. Good morning to you. Hello Frank. there, Dominic. Uh, TGIF. Yes, yes, yes. So what do you have coming up in just a couple of minutes? Well, we have no guests today. So it's going to give me an opportunity, as uh, as you do just about every night, to talk with the listeners about a lot of the hot-button subjects that are on their mind. And uh, every Friday, we start the first hour with Ask Frank Anything, and uh, we've already been deluged 
with people that have questions about any number of subjects that I can't even imagine people think about. But sure enough, they have questions about it. So we're going to do Ask Frank Anything. We also have denunciations coming up in the 3 o'clock hour. And I have a few other tricks up on my sleeve that I think uh, people are going to like. Sounds great. I'm looking forward to the show myself. And and uh, and it's it's Friday. So and so what, what, what before I go back to the calls, what are you going to do this weekend, Frank? Well, I think on uh, Saturday we're going to make our first trip since my son has been alive to his grandmother's house on Long Island. So wish us luck with that two-and-a-half-hour drive out to Long Island uh, because even under the best of circumstances, those drives can be tough. But uh, we're going to go out to Long Island. I'm hoping to see some football, and uh, we are going to, um, you know, hopefully catch up on some errands and stuff. Sounds fantastic to me. Let's go right back to the telephone calls. Uh, let's go to our, Frank. Let's go to our friend Audrey in Brooklyn. Audrey, you're talking to Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. My favorite two radio personalities. Oh, thank you. Nice of you to I'm say, Audrey. Quick, but, um, what's bothering me um, is no one's mentioning the actual facts of what's actually crime in this country. It's not about the, the voting. It's, it's people. People are not, it's too much ism. I'll start with the R, but it's too much blatant, and that has to stop. And there's crime everywhere. And when I heard about the baby, Dominic, I thought about you, and I couldn't get through because I have to agree. Something has to be done. It's law and order or whatever, but it has to be done right. It has to be, has, you know, it can't be a black-white thing or whatever. It has to be done correctly. And as far as the DA, he talked a lot of doo-doo, but he has to um, really um, get a chance to be in office. He's talking. But I don't think he's going to go through all of that. And thanks for taking my call. And have a of course, week. Audrey, and we thank you for listening. Let's go from Brooklyn to Queens. Let's say good morning to Clifton. Clifton, you are chatting with Frank Morano and Dominic Carter. Okay. Good morning, Dominic. I want to commend you for keeping alive the narrative of law and order because this city is going crazy now. It's been going crazy with the uh, you know pandemic. And you're educating the people about what needs to be done, and uh, I enjoyed coming on your program. I first met you when you interviewed me at uh, Allen AME Church. Uh, continue to do do, uh, do the good job and keep the narrative alive. Thank you. Well, well, thank you, and I, I'm not the only one uh, at WABC that is um, pursuing this narrative because we, we are simply trying to tell the truth. And th- thank you for the call, Clifton. I mean, Frank, it seems to me, I mean, I, I just – the the 11-month-old baby, I mean, I, I just, I don't want to say I can't take it, but I almost can't take it. I mean, at oh. what point does this stop? I, you know, as I was driving home yesterday, there was a police officer shot in my old neighborhood at, on Staten Island where I live. And right. I thought the same thing. W- at what point does this end? It just seems never-ending. It's it's very easy to get uh, to get frustrated and to feel hopeless. I, I have no no answers, Dom. That's right. And Frank, you are correct. You live in Staten Island, and that's where the officer was shot. But thank God, it appears the officer is going to be okay. Dominic Carter saying, "Folks, I will see you tomorrow, same time, same station. Keep it right there, the other side of midnight." Frank Morano, Talk Radio seventy seven WABC.